Hi, and welcome to another episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. Since it's baseball season, we figured we would do a double header of nonprofits on today's show. Today, we feature Aaron Hendrickson of CASA and also Carrie Shoemaker from Heart of the Earth, Animal Sanctuary, and Rescue. And if you're thinking that the name Aaron Hendrickson and Casa sound familiar, you would not be mistaken. He has been on the show several times. Um, and if you're wondering where you can find all of his previous episodes, you can go to our website and that's recordtalklisten.com. You can find all of our episodes there archived for you to listen to for free, as well as very important links so you can help support these local nonprofits. While you're there, make sure to head over to our donate button which is really important to make sure that the podcast can continue to provide you really great content and interviews that you want to hear. So make sure to not be scared of that button. The worst case scenario, you support a local podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, there's a sponsorship tab on the website now. So if you want to take out an ad where thousands of people will hear your ad every week, make sure to click on that link or send us an email at recordtalklisten at gmail.com for more information. Now, this should be no surprise, we have a new cooking show. It is launched officially. They have their own website. It is relishpod.com. It's our sister show here at Record Talk Listen. So if you have any burning cooking questions or have uh, an idea for a topic for Tim Gallagher and Mark Witt to discuss, make sure to send them an email, and that's relishpod.com pod at gmail.com and make sure to check out their website. It's pretty awesome. Relishpod.com. I think that's it for all the housekeeping. So to kick off our first interview, here's Aaron Hendrickson from Casa. Aaron, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me for time number four. That's good. You can come back as many times as you want. Wow. Yeah. So as long as you have something to talk about. Yeah. We'll I don't want to bore your listeners. But, you no. Know. Absolutely. They love hearing you. <laughs> so Katha is at it again with a great new event. We are. We are. Um, of course, we do our annual wine festival. But the first thing I'm going to put a plug out there for yeah. is next week, um, we're having a celebrity night at Applebee's. Okay. So some notable names in the community will be on hand actually waiting tables and uh slough and drinks and okay. seating people and all of that and then you know tips and that kind of thing will be donated to casa so we're hoping to have a restaurant full of people and get to see some local quote-unquote celebrities yeah in action you know work hard for, for the money working for the kids of our county cool so. so for people that are not familiar with casa what is casa and what do you guys do casa stands for court appointed special advocates okay. and it is a program that works with the court system and it appoints advocates for kids who are in foster care in the foster care program and they do court reports um you know they can attend meetings at school they can, you know, kind of mentor the kids. Yeah. Um, but they are kind of the eyes and ears for DSS, for the court system, um, really advocating for the needs of, you know, the child that they're paired with. And what's inter- what's I think the most special thing about it, it's a one to one ratio. Mm-hmm. So you have one casa per child. Right. 
Right. Yeah. For however long. Right. You know, they're in foster care or whatever the placement is. At least that's the hope. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to assign, you know, six or seven classes over the course of two years. That's not, that's not effective. Good. You right. want to build that relationship. So you put one CASA with one kid, and if they're in foster care for four or five years, hopefully that CASA will stay, you know, the duration with that child. And build a nice, and solid that relationship. Bond. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, when I first talked to you, you were just starting this program. Yes. And uh, now you're all the way up to 18 CASAs. And more more to be sworn and in. And more to be sworn in. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. It is. Um, so We've come a long way, baby. Yes, you have. <laughs> and it's not because you... It's definitely needed in the area. Oh, well, definitely. As as I said in the previous podcast, for those of you that remember, you know, Allegheny County was one of few counties in Maryland that did not have a CASA program. Right. And was, you know, the highest child abuse rate in the state of Maryland. Yeah. So, again, it made sense, you know, to have a program. And we were like, why in the hell don't we have a program? Right. So... You know, now we have a program and, you know, people are starting to see the benefit and the difference of it. And we're growing by leaps and bounds. Which is a fantastic thing for any nonprofit. It is. It is. Okay. So your annual big annual event. Which big annual event is the um, Casa Wine Festival. However, this year there is a twist on that. Okay. It's the Casa Wine and Craft Beer Festival Oh. Um, here in Western Maryland. And what we've done is paired with the Maryland Wine Association. Um, who was kind of gone out and recruited some uh, breweries and some wineries um, and kind of getting them signed up. Uh, they kind of like the idea of being able to bring breweries and wineries to this region, yeah. to this end of the state. So we were already kind of doing a wine festival, so kind of made sense to get bed together and, you know, work and, together. Yeah, absolutely. So they approached us and we signed a contract with them and here we are off and running and they've done the recruitment for the wineries and the breweries and it takes you know, a lot of pressure off of you guys. It, it does. There's still a lot of work, of yeah, course, yeah. you know, because the food vendors and, you know, the other craft vendors and things that are going to be there, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that we have. Um, but, you know, they've helped with you know, ticket printing and recruitment and all of that. So we're hoping that, you know, as this year being the first year with that partnership, that that will grow. And expand, know, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, for when is it? It is July 16th. Okay, so it's later than previously. It, it is, and there's a reason for that. You know, in, in June you have um, Heritage Days, you have the wing fest you have you know a lot of things you have the downtown stuff starting up yeah after memorial day on the mall and there's a lot of stuff going on and it seems like kind of when it gets hotter in the summer things kind of stagnate a little bit yeah sure so we thought well you know maybe the weather will cooperate and we'll throw it a little later in the summer and so we picked july the 16th and that worked well with you know the maryland wine association and what they right. had going on so we're gonna try it a little later and we're doing one to six this time good um, you know, still having bands come and playing every hour or so. Um, you know, Red Clover Ghost and Jaded will be there, okay. and Old Buzzard be uh, the Old Buzzard Band will be there. Good. So some of the names that you recognize around are all I'll be there to play. But um, I'm just hoping that it's it's going to be a, a, even huger. If that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> uh, more more successful. I right, think it's right. going to be great. And if it grows and grows and grows, you already outgrew. The downtown, it started small. Mm-hmm. You totally took over the downtown mall area. And yep. then you had to go to Canal Place because it just kept getting bigger yeah. and bigger. And if it gets much bigger than Canal Place, I'm not real sure where we'll go. Maybe the fairgrounds. Maybe the fairgrounds. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be yeah. great. So um, you have to have a ticket. 
You do. And you have to be over 21? Yes. Oh. Well, yes. yes. You have to be over 21 to drink. There'll be wristbands that you okay. wear if you're over 21. Yep. IDs will be required Good. when you buy your tickets. Doesn't at the matter gate. how old you are, you have to have your ID. You have to have your ID. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like when you go into a bar, you know, if you're 85, they still card you. That's right. You know, I mean, that's the law. So, <laughs> you know, um, now children under 10 are free. Oh, great. Um, they don't have to pay, but and non-drinkers pay a reduced rate as okay. well. If you want to go and just kind of hang out and maybe maybe you're the DD or something, sure, and you're not going to drink, you pay a re- reduced rate. But um, you need to have a, a wristband if you're going to drink. If you're going to drink, yeah, well that makes sense. And they'll be at the gate checking all that. And, Good, you know. So you know, don't come without your ID and your tickets in hand because it's not up to us who's selling the tickets to check your ID. It's your ID gets checked when you check in. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So make sure you have those two important things. Yeah. You shouldn't really leave your house without proper identification well, anyway. you're going to drive down there anyway, you're going to have your license. I well, mean, one would hope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um, early bird ticket prices are $20. They are. And you can get that. At, you can go and purchase those at several different locations mm-hmm. in town, mm-hmm. like Lenny's Leathers and... Um, um, First people, first people, the, the book, book center, center, to name a few. Yeah, yeah. and if you um, want to do it online, you can do that too. There's Eventbrite, an Eventbrite, and I'll uh-huh. put a direct link on our website so people cool. can just go right there and get the tickets. So if you're listening to this, you can on your phone, you can browse over there right now and buy your tickets right now. Mm-hmm. You can also go to the Cost of Allegheny County website. Okay, and I believe there's a link on there that you can purchase tickets. It takes you to Eventbrite, and also many of the board members um, have tickets. And, sure. So if you, you know, if some of the advocates the street, out there have tickets. You know, if you know who's on the board or who sure. may be an advocate, you can stop them and say, "Hey, I want some tickets." And, sure. You know, some of them have them on them. I have them on me. Oh, good. So, Always prepared. Um. So, but if you are a poor planner and. Uh, you're just hearing this, and it's the day of the event. If you go to the gate, it's twenty five dollars. It is twenty five, yeah. and that's not such a bad jump in price. No, five bucks. Five know. bucks, and it all goes to the kids. Anyway. Yeah, it all goes to the kids, and I mean, you know, that's what this whole shindig is about. It's about right. the children, and it's right. about the kids in foster care, and it's about providing them with you know what they need, you know, especially Christmas time or their birthdays or graduations or well, life events, life cycle yeah. events. Yeah. Yeah. You sure. know, some of them go into, you know, placements and they have nothing. They don't have a winter coat. They don't have shoes. They don't have, right. you know, they might have one pair of shoes or they might, you know, you might have outgrown the shoes. Yeah. Or they have, you know, a boy who just wants a baseball hat. That's all he wants and he'd be happy. And yeah. you know, nobody gets him that or it gets lost in the shuffle that that's what he needs. So, you know, we have the means to be able to do that through their advocate. Right, which know. is great. Yeah, so it all goes for a great cause. Everything we do goes for the kids, and that's always the focus I try to have is, the, you know, this is this program, this organization, this event, whatever, it's about the kids of Allegheny County. Right, it, really it all is. goes back to them. So you're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to have a good mm-hmm. time. Um but you're also doing it for a good cause. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How many wineries do you think you guys are going to I think we're up to maybe about seven. Don't That's quote good. me on that. Okay. Don't quote well, me on that. Well, that might six change. Six or seven. And we're maybe still months away. Three breweries at this point. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know how many vendors at this point. I'm not on that committee, so okay. I don't know how many vendors <laughs> um, at this point there are. But, you know, some of this, the same ones, you know, from last year will be okay. there again. Um, I, so you can eat, drink. Buy crafts, enjoy the music, mm-hmm. dance if you're feeling. You fancy. can and you can also buy, um, you know, bottles of wine and okay. beer there. At, you know, at the booze and take take with you, so you can purchase them them there. 
um, and take them out of the festival. Well, that's good. So if you, you find like it's up, to, it's a genuine wine tasting. You're mm-hmm. gonna go taste wine and see what you like, and take some bottles home with you. Absolutely, good. Absolutely, and you'll get the little Casa glass when you check in, so you oh, can great. walk around with the glass. And are they different from year to year? Um, I think this year they are different. Although I think we have some left over from last year that yeah. we we'll use first. And then, yeah, sure. You know, Absolutely. Pull the old ones out. So get there late if you want a new one. Right. Yeah, and you know <laughs> we we've made some tweaks to the event this year. We've got walkie-talkies being donated for the day that we can use for communication and you know we're going to improve on um you know how the vendors are assigned and you know different things that we've learned every year that's important that makes us better absolutely yeah yeah. and makes vendors want to vend at our event makes them want to sign up makes them want to come yeah i'm sure they give you some feedback too absolutely yeah, so hopefully people will come and we'll see, you know, oh, I'm sure they will. the improvements and we'll see, you know, and have a good time and remember that, you know, this is all about the kids, folks. So if people want to volunteer, how do they um, do they that? Can, they can call the CASA of Allegheny County office okay. um, and, you know, if they want to come and, you know, man a, the ticket booth or they want to sure. come and man the gate or they want to help with parking or they want to, you know, come and help set up or help and tear down and clean up. Yeah. yeah they want to do garbage patrol for the day. If sure. they want you know, there's all kinds of places we, we can stick people. Yeah. Um, you know, ice runs and different things that we're going to need. We would love to have people help. And that's what it's about too, yeah. is getting the kids. Maybe you can't give, you know, financially, or maybe you can't, you know, you don't have 20 bucks to, you know, spend on a ticket but you can come out and volunteer your time sure you know, sure time is important too and the kids appreciate that because everybody contributes in their own way absolutely so, you know or you can always come to applebee's instead on right. the on the 19th of this month and, and have a dinner and have dinner and you know kill leave, two birds with one stone leave a nice big fat tip and there know that go. it goes to the kids of and it truly does go i mean we also have you know an agency to run right but you know everything we do is to benefit the kids right exactly well i mean as always it's exciting you come here and you always have exciting events and things happening so i am very grateful it's it's a cause and a program i believe in having you know been one of the co-founders of it it's something that that i believe in it's something that was needed around here and you know i am just thrilled to pieces by how much it's grown and people stop and ask about it and say hey i didn't know you were on their board you know tell me about it you know yeah we've recruited just recently recruited some new board members good um so you know all that's going well i mean we've got 18 casas and another group to be sworn in and you know uh, the family court the lawmaster you know it sees the value of our program i think dss is seeing the value of our program um you know and we've worked really hard i mean we've had some growing pains everybody does along the way yeah but you know we are doing well and you know we're growing and i'm hoping that you know we grow and grow and grow and you know can employ a staff and you know one of the hugest needs biggest needs we have right now is office space yeah while growing our current location we're located in the lila building okay on the sixth floor downtown and you know that's just a little two-room suite at this point and you know we're hoping to find something that's you know a little more accommodating where we can have trainings and kids come to the office and different things um and have some you know our director have a separate office and stuff but again we're a nonprofit, so you know so if you uh, have a space that you think might meet those criteria yeah. then call the casa office and um, right. maybe you can just write it off as a donation that's not twelve hundred dollars a month you that's know? not twelve hundred dollars <laughs> okay that's good everybody has yeah. to have a budget well, so that's right yeah. if you know of any spaces that might 
be a perfect fit, then uh, let them know. Yeah, that's a great way you could give back and yeah. you can help out. So, I sure. mean, there's all kinds of ways that, you know, you can support your community and get involved in this program without having to sit on the board or without having to be trained as a CASA right. if that's not your forte. Sure. So. Well, I think you should be very proud. I am. Absolutely. Good. I feel like a proud papa. Good. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, Aaron, I hope you sell all of your tickets. I hope you sell out. I hope you uh, make thousands of dollars at Applebee's. I hope I make millions. Millions. That's even better. I like that you reach. Let, let's reach for the stars. Reach for the stars. Yeah. Hope you make millions of dollars at Applebee's. <laughs> so that's the May 19th at Applebee's. Eat dinner. Give it huge is. tips. And five then Five to about nine. Five to nine. Five okay. to about nine. Cool. I mean, of course, we'll be there earlier. But now the funny thing is we're just going to go and have fun because some of the people that are helping have never waited a table day in their life, oh my has never made a drink, have never seated somebody. They're a little, you know, Twitter-pated about it. Yeah, huh? But, um, you know, it's all in good fun. So you might see somebody that you know or personality that you know out there. You've heard their name and, you know, they're kind of sloughing around and dropping a French fry in your lap or whatever. Right. And, just hope it's not hot soup you know, and you're yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But if it is, let's all just laugh let's and have a good laugh time. About it. And you remember, know? it's for the kids. Right. So that doesn't mean that you're not, you know, your tip will affect. <laughs> Don't tip based on service. Right. Tip right, based yeah. on your love for the kids. That's right. So that's good. And then your main huge event, which is your Casa Craft Beer and Wine Festival, is July the 16th, and it's at Canal Place. It is, and this from 1 to 6. 1 to 6. And get your tickets early. $20 early, $25 at the gate. Yep. Aaron, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you. And come back anytime you want. I will. For more information about Casa and all the events happening this summer, make sure to head over to our website at recordtechlisten.com for direct links. Now, as promised, here's the second half of our nonprofit doubleheader. Here is Carrie Shoemaker from the Heart of the Earth Sanctuary and Animal Rescue. Carrie, thanks for being on the show. Thanks. So um, you have an animal rescue and sanctuary. Yes, I do. And what is the name of this wonderful thing you have? It's Heart of the Earth Sanctuary and Rescue. Okay. Um, so uh, you founded it in 2012, and then you were granted your nonprofit status in 2014. After a lot of work. Yes, I bet. So before we get into that, maybe we should start at the very beginning. Where were you born? I was born in Cumberland. Okay. How long ago? Many moons ago? Many, many Many years. Um, 1967. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'd imagine that you probably grew up with animals. My whole life. Your whole life. What was your first animal? Um, we always had dogs. Okay. But my first animal was actually a guinea pig. Okay. That's pretty good. Standard first pet for a, a kid. Yeah. It was kind of a bribe for ah. doing a good job at my piano lessons. <laughs> <laughs> So um, you started, why do you think you started the Heart of the Earth Rescue? Is it needed? It was very much needed. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Something, well, I've always done it, just not nonprofit. Okay. So something that is organized then? Yes. Yeah. Well, we're still trying to get organized. <laughs> we're a work in progress. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. I mean, you've only been really going at it for a few years now, so... And the work you do is probably a little bit more important than getting everything super organized. Well, in order to have things the way they should be, we do need some organization. But I have Cassie to kick my butt 
whenever I get out of line. So that's good. So you have somebody that you have a board of directors, I would imagine, yes. because you're a nonprofit. I do. Good. So your uh, animal rescue and sanctuary specializes in um, special needs animals. Yes, we do. So what exactly would classify an animal to be special needs? Um, any disability, uh, a crippled leg, missing an eye. Okay. Something that, you know, chronic, like congestive heart failure. We have a dog that's on three different medicines. Okay. For congestive heart failure. All right. Uh, animal. And then the sanctuary aspect is because you're you're maybe not fostering a complete animal, maybe missing an eye or something like that, or, some, uh, or an animal that has chronic conditions that you're willing to take care of the animal for the duration. That's why there's this sanctuary aspect. Absolutely. When we take them in, we know there's a chance that, you know, 15 years from now, they'll still be there. Right. But we do try to adopt out. Once we get their challenges resolved, mm-hmm. we try to get them permanent homes. That's good. And if not, you know, they stay with us. And they're part of the family. Absolutely. Okay, that's great. You have an animal rescue, and so people might want to probably curious how people get in touch with you or how you find animals. Sometimes um, the shelters will contact me. Okay. We've been contacted by a couple of different shelters um, in West Virginia and Maryland, or they'll see something going around Facebook, and then they'll contact us. Okay. And and you use a local vet, North Branch Veterinary. Um, and they've seemed to have been very helpful with uh, a lot of the rescues in the area. Hugely. Yeah. And you also work with Stepping Stone, which was a previous podcast episode uh, with spay and neuter clinics and yes, we do. microchipping and vaccines and stuff like that. So that's got to be a great help for for a rescue organization. It is. They um, the, Our animals that go there, we do get them microchipped. Okay. So that way when they get adopted... The folks just need to get on the internet and have their address and everything changed over. So they can update that. So it's just... Yeah, the microchip's already there. Good. So you, you get the animal. Let's say you, you find uh, a cat, for example, and they say, okay, well, we need to call Carrie. What do you do after that? It depends um, on the severity. If they're injured, I will call the vet immediately. Okay. If not, I'll call and make an appointment to get them tested. And then they go back to um, the rescue and you have them in a quarantine situation for about two weeks. Right. Um, wh- why do you quarantine for two weeks? That's usually a just the standard gestation period for cat illnesses. Okay. They will usually show up by the end of two weeks. All right. Because even if they're tested, it's not a guarantee they do or don't have because you can get false positives. or And during that time, we also get them spayed or neutered. If if they need it, yeah. And, unless there's something like with Arby, Arby had to have his eye operated on, mm-hmm. so we waited to have him neutered, and he stayed in the cage. We yeah. let we let him out during the day and put him back in there at night because we do have a non-spayed cat because she has kidney, f- kidney disease. Issues. So you have animals that aren't altered um, due to health issues, right? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. There's only one cat that's not altered. Okay, and she has kidney disease, and we are trying to get her better, you know, enough that they can spay her. Okay. But um, Arby, he had his eye operated on and was neutered at the same time. Your rescue and sanctuary, you don't have cages. You don't keep animals in cages once they're there and they're through the quarantine period and they're healed from various surgeries and things like that. Um, They're just sort of part of a bigger community. 
So it's good. And there's no issues with, uh, no, um, usually by the end of the two weeks, because the cages are there Mm -hmm. where the other cats can see them and where the cats in quarantine can see out. Yeah. You know, and usually by then, you know, they're used to each other's smells. So, uh, for the animals that are adaptable, um, you have a website and you have the animals that are available. Most of them. Um, if somebody wanted to get into rescuing or maybe opening an animal sanctuary, would you have any words of wisdom for them? I actually have talked to a couple of people that were interested in rescuing. Do you feel like it's a calling? Like it's something that, you know, you've always sort of done? It is. Um, I've had the pool my whole life. And any of my numerous sisters will tell you um, I have six sisters. They call me Save the Whales, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) So you've always had sort of like a bleeding heart when it comes to saving and helping animals. I was always dragging strays home. So um, for people that are interested, and you do, because you're a nonprofit, you do fundraising, and people can make direct donations to your organization, and they can also call North Branch because you always have a a vet bill, probably, I would imagine. We do, yeah, and it's forever there. Yeah, well, that's okay. So if people want to help out in that way, they can. Um, and they just call North Branch and ask to put a pay towards Carrie's tab. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you do some fundraising events because you are very aware that the community supports the nonprofit. So you want to do community fundraising in conjunction with another organization in town. We recently have had a fundraiser. We're we're trying to help out Braddock Middle School because they need a new curtain. For their theater. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're selling T-shirts, is that right? We were selling T-shirts. Okay. Um, yes. And the T-shirts were actually designed by Braddock Middle School students. Oh, that's awesome. So they got a little a hand into the fundraising. Aspect. And they're really good. You have, you're active pretty much on social media. So you have a Twitter page and an Instagram. and so But you have a thing on Amazon where people can actually purchase <laughs> things that you need, like food and litter and even a chicken coop. Yep. Chicken coops for pregnant moms when they have their babies. Privacy and some protection. Yeah. That's cool. So if you want, I guess we're going to put links on our website so people can come to our website and then get right onto your website and find your Amazon wish list. So is there a, is there anything else we need to talk about something that happens with an animal when you rescue them? Um, and throughout their life, you might come to a crossroads where you have to make kind of a tough decision and that's never easy for any pet owner, but I can only imagine it's more difficult for you when you rescue an animal to realize that quality of life is just not there and you have to make the decision to euthanize. We are big on quality of life. Um, if I, for one second, feel that the animal is suffering in any way at all, I call the vet immediately. And I will take the animal in and we'll discuss it. It's not something I look forward to now. I don't, I don't think it's a, something anybody looks forward to. I think everybody kind of knows. Uh, everybody's wish would just be to wake up and it's that decision's already made for you. But sometimes that doesn't happen. No, it, it certainly doesn't. Um, I know with Aubrey, she's our puppy mill dog that has congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. We thought we were going to lose her. They put her on medicine because she was having seizures in the middle of the night. And she's, she was starting to have them again, but she hasn't had one in a while. And every time she has one, I just, you know, yeah, my, my heart just, you know, it just is terrible. Well, I'm glad that you, at least you're making really good informed decisions. And if the animal is not going to make it and not survive, um, that's good that you're kind of just 
letting him go, him or her go peacefully. Is there any other community events that you guys are planning in the future? We're trying to plan something big for next year, too, that I really can't talk about yet. Okay. Because it doesn't just involve us. It involves, you know, somebody else out in the community. Okay. It's going to be one of those buddy up fundraisers. Great. That will benefit us and somebody else. Somebody else. Community has been so supportive of us. Yeah. And it's our way of giving back because it, it's a team effort. And if people want to volunteer, can they do that on your website? I actually have applications for volunteers posted on our website. Fantastic. So if you need, uh, if you're looking to volunteer and get involved, you can absolutely do that. And we need volunteers. So nice. Here's a call, official call for volunteers. That's great. So you're on the podcast and we ask the, the three famous questions. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I would live right here. Okay. I've tried to leave several times. I've even gone to another country, and I've always come back. <laughs> it's like a boomerang effect. That's, it is. You know, I, I love it here. Good. It's home. Good. Um, what's your favorite season? Fall. Any particular reason? Well, it's not hot and it's not cold. So the Goldilocks <laughs> syndromes, it's just right. Yeah. Good. Um, and if you were lucky enough to know what your last meal would be, what would you eat? My vegan lasagna. Okay. So what consists of your vegan lasagna? Uh, the non-boil lasagna noodles, crumbles. Um, we like the spicy brand. Okay. My son and I both love spicy food. Diet cheese, tofu, uh, vegan sour cream, and lots and lots of spaghetti sauce. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And if you have anything else in the future, let us know. Thank you. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, make sure to head over to our website and that's recordtalklisten.com for direct links. While you're there and you're thinking to yourself, my goodness, I never want to miss another episode. Well, we don't want you to either. Make sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes, Podcast Republic, Stitcher, and now Google Play. We're on multiple platforms for iOS and Android, so make sure that you download um, and subscribe. If you'd like to sponsor the show, make sure to send us an email at recordtechlisten at gmail.com and we can make that dream happen for you. If you're an avid listener of the show, we would love to hear from you. Um, do you have feedback for us? Do you have a, a interesting interview? Do you want to be on the show? Uh, let us know. Send us an email or contact us via Twitter and that's at RTLpod. We changed our handle. And also on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash recordtechlisten. We would love to hear from you. So make sure to do that. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much. Thank you.